It's the Cracky Rugby Podcast. It's the Cheetahs' home game. My name's Alan Deegan. I'm in the clan stand with William Davis. William, with Ulster doing us a huge favour last night, it's really up to Connacht to take advantage of this and really have a give them a good chance of qualifying for Europe and get into the playoffs. Yeah, it's a little way off yet, Alan, but they did give us a big boost last night. The Austria is expected to win that game and the fact that they got nothing out of it. Bizarre game of rugby, 8-0, 0-0 at half-time. I hope it's a bit more exciting here this evening. As Connacht have to win this first and then they really do need to get a bonus point. It's the time of the season to start putting points. You've really got to fix it. There's only seven games left, so every game now is absolutely vital. Cheetahs are an interesting side. They throw the ball around. They're not very accurate, but they can be very dangerous. They certainly can, and there's so many little subplots today. You've got four Irish guys from the Irish camp back for Ireland. You've got Tom Daly and Stephen Fitzgerald taking the opportunity to hopefully get permanent contracts out of this. The Cheetahs are looking to win five in a row for the first time. They're looking for revenge. An awful lot on this game. Yeah, there's a fair bit on it, all right. It's a, it's a tough run for the Cheetahs. They've four away games they've three on this and then they have to come up and play Glasgow so they're at a bit of a disadvantage they've played a lot of their home games uh, Kieran Marmion is the guy I'm looking forward to seeing back as well but Caelan Blade is really playing good rugby it's uh, he has seized that opportunity so I've hearing good things about what he did in the Ireland camp but Ireland will be looking to Kieran Marmion maybe to start next week in Glasgow and then go back into the squad for the final two Six Nations games but it's great to see Six Nations players, uh, Six Nations squad players back, and hopefully they get the job done this evening. Yes, indeed. We'll talk again on 20 minutes. Twenty, just gone 20 minutes, and the score is Connacht three, Cheetahs 12. With a conversion to come, William, it's not looking good. Well, they've done what, what you'd expect them to do. They've got the ball wide. They're very physical, and Connacht haven't really responded very well. They've been stopping off, stepping off a few tackles. Cheetahs have actually made a few errors at times that have allowed Connacht back in, but they really are struggling to handle their physicality. They've been beaten up at the uh, breakdown a bit, and they're not accurate enough in possession. This conversion goes over. It's going to be a tough night. This is, uh, as well as I've seen the Cheetahs play away from home, and uh, 14-3 is going to be uh, an interesting one. It certainly is. It's about a 7-10 to 10 point breeze, so maybe it's not quite as bad as we hope. We'll talk again on half-time. Our half-time mini rugby show tonight features the young stars of the future from Craig's and Wildcock, Monavay and Carrigan Shannon. OK, William. A little bit better than when we last talked. Connacht 10, Cheetahs 12. It's a, turned into a scrappy L match. Yeah, it is, but I think Connacht have got a little bit more going in this, that second 20 minutes. Cheetahs looked, their concentration went a bit. They lost a few line-outs, a few little mistakes. Connacht are not at it at all yet. They need to improve a lot. I'd say half-time could be uh, pretty blunt in terms of just not seeing opportunities. Uh, a couple of chances in behind to kick and just a bit of a general lethargy from them but they're still well in well in the game and you would think that this wind if they use it properly will be quite important for them it will and there's still a couple of minutes to go on that sin bin from Nico Lee he still has to do it which Connacht a couple of times made brace got down to the try line but as you say didn't make the right decisions um, so hopefully on 60 minutes we'll have a bit better news 
Okay, William, just 60 minutes. <laughs> Connacht have dominated the second half, but the score is 17 all with a, a conversion to come from the Cheetahs from a length of the field break by Venter, I think it was. Yeah, Connacht just haven't been accurate enough, and they've paid the price there. There was a sort of a run-around loop manoeuvre off a line-out. It didn't work. The tackle wasn't made when they lost possession, and they've gone the length of the field. I mean, look, they're dangerous when they have the ball in hand. Uh, Connacht are aware of this. They've talked about it, and they've, they've shown that. They don't show an awful lot of time, so once they get a bit of space in front of them, the Cheetahs are dangerous side. This is going to go down to the wire now. They've, they've come out in the second half. They've stuck at it, and uh, they've found a way back into the game they certainly have Tom McCartney did score a try which put Connacht in front which Jack Hartley expertly converted and we'll just wait for this conversion it's right on the touchline oh it just drifts past the post so the score Connacht 17 Jesus 17 there you go folks we'll talk again on full time we might talk again on 70 Final score at the sports ground, it's Connacht 25, Cheetah 17. Okay, William, final score, Connacht 25, Cheetah 17. Excellent score by Jared Butler in the corner with a couple of minutes to go. Denies the Cheetahs a losing bonus point and make sure Connacht get a good win, but that was very hard fought. It's hard fought, Connacht were, were very poor at times, they'll be really having to look at certain things there they just weren't accurate enough and they weren't consistent enough in their play they played in fits and starts it's exactly what you expect from the Cheetahs I mean look they run sides very close away but they just maybe make a few too many errors don't quite get the job done uh, they're going to be disappointed they were probably worth a bonus point this evening uh, but it just didn't it just didn't happen. Connacht will take the four points and, and, mo and move on, but they'll have to they'll have to move it up a little bit. They're here back here in two weeks for the Ospreys, and they'll need to be better than that in that game and next Friday night against Glasgow. They certainly will, but it's it's to get the win. They're now in control of their own destiny, which is very important. And denying the Cheetahs that losing bonus point could have a, an impact later in the in the season. Yeah, it could do. It depends. Cheetahs have a lot of away games to play. They've two more on this tour, and then they've won against Glasgow. So they probably they probably needed something out of tonight to keep their challenge. But they're they're still a threat, particularly you know on a night like this when the ball is pretty dry, and they do run from everywhere. But Connick's accuracy just let them in at times, and um, or lack of accuracy, I should say, let them in at times. They got possession in places where they shouldn't have done. But the job is done. It's a win, and move on swiftly. the end of this section of the podcast we'll get some voices from the post-match interviews and um, we'll talk again in a few minutes We would like to thank the Connacht Rugby Supporters Club the Connacht Clan for supporting the podcast For the most detailed and informative travel news for away matches check out connachtclan.com Membership is only €10 Euro and includes a member's gift, exclusive merchandise and much more. Go to connachtclan.com and follow Connacht Clan on Twitter, Instagram 
and Facebook for all your supporting needs. Andy, friend, just looking at the last run now, it's at nine wins from 12 since the disappointment of the Ospreys way back when. And when you take those three defeats, they're all losing bonus points as well. That's the key focus, I'd say, overall. There's plenty to pick away at during that period, but Connacht are getting results when they need them. Yeah, we are. And I said, we're, we are, we're, still, we're still not playing our best rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought uh, you know, the way we managed to grind that win out tonight, um, again, just shows, shows what the squad's made of. It wasn't clinical um, but it was it was hard fought and when we needed to get the win when we needed to produce something at the tail end there we did and that's a sign of a good side so I'm really happy to get that win there. Yeah some of the areas were really poor by Connex high standards you know and some and repetitive as well time and time again in the first half he got into the 22 and, and coughed up possession. Yeah yeah and, that, and that's something we've got to really we got to get better at you know we've we're putting pressure on teams um, but simple error just releases that pressure so easily um, you know, and against a team like the Cheetahs who we spoke about at length you know, they're a side that will feed off error um, they did that tonight but we gave them too many opportunities to feed off that so something we need to work on uh, we need to make sure we get that right over the coming weeks and What was key then is those closing stages he must be so pleased with how they just stepped up and got the job done Yeah I said that you know, there's, a, there's a real inner belief there so just you know, they, didn't, they didn't, didn't lose they didn't panic with it they just stayed on task there Jack Cardi great having him back to control that you know, two quality nines in, in Lady and then Marmo to come on um, but a set piece that continues to deliver for us I will say that it's you know, I thought that more try that they, they scored there more importantly just the throw the way they thread that ball through there that's, that's, a, that's a really impressive more try gutsy performance so you know, at crucial times uh, yeah, the, the rocks that have been there for us, um, the set piece, uh, you know, the, the key playmakers and, the t- and decision makers stood up. And I thought quite fitting that Jack, that uh, Jared Butler scored that winning try. Yeah, it was a big score. I said it doesn't look like, or I think I said he needs to get find a pass and he didn't need to find a pass. He just uh, he, uh, he took the tackle. And Yeah, I think everyone just takes a bloke like Jared Butler for granted. He's, um, he just never makes errors. He's always in the right spot. And if you see an error, you may as well... You may as well cut that because it's a collector's item. You know, he he, um, he he just keeps delivering for us. So 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 important to have a bloke like that. The Cheetahs had a ninety percent tackle count. Were you caught off guard by how good they were defensively? No, we you know we saw we saw what they you know we saw what they were going to come with. Uh, the big physical men. They got great line speed. I think probably early on that uh, in the first half there, um, we were getting frustrated up in the box because if we could see space in behind, we probably didn't appreciate how tough that win was. Um, so knowing that that win was there and um, it was going to be hard for our nines and tens to kick, they just they generated that line speed and gave us options out wide which we didn't necessarily utilise. So credit to them, they said they're a good good side, mate. Uh, they're well coached by Franco and, and their team of coaches, so that makes it even more an important win. Interesting game next week against Glasgow. Almost, you know, shot to nothing in one sense. Yeah, they're all fascinating games. These ones now, aren't they? So, uh, you know, with Ospreys, um, sorry, Glasgow, and then into Ospreys. So, uh, both teams are, uh, are there or thereabouts. Glasgow just ahead of us at the minute, and Ospreys just behind us now. So, um, all crucial games, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll make sure we're ready for that on Friday night. Jack Carty, we were saying in the last twenty minutes when they got seventeen all. Connacht need to step up their leaders need to step up as a team you all stepped up and you got the result we did um, it's a bit of a kind of scrappy game especially that um, first 20 or so I think our mistakes probably let them into the game and like as they're a quality quality team um, you know they, they're variety in attack really stresses at times and it was just good to grind out another win 
knowing that we still have the capacity to improve. So um, really good, but I suppose there's a lot we can improve on as well at the same time. Yeah, last few games, if you kind of look at it, there's a lot of mixed bag stuff. You know, you've dug out a losing bonus point against Cardiff, hardly happy with that. The Porto game was crazy at times. But at the same time, there's there's a real determination to get the points on. Uh, yeah, look, I suppose it speaks volumes for the, the t- kind of culture that we've, we're have we building here. And mm. I suppose at the same time, we need to look at the reasons why we're probably not um, giving them 80 performances. Um, but if you one of the, the big moments there that we had to win, I think at, we, a lot of fellas stepped up and we won them. And I suppose to deny them the losing bonus point was, uh, was massive. Your kicking game is working very well. I know you didn't find touch on one penalty, but outside of that, like those few kicks towards the end, you, do you realise the importance of, of putting your team on the front foot like that? Yeah, it, look, um, I suppose teams are going to do an analysis on us and look mm-hmm. at the way how we play. Um, the way teams defend the backfield, obviously um, backfield space at a premium sometimes, so it's about trying to manipulate that backfield and it's you can see the, I suppose, the weight off the shoulders when the forwards get a 40 metre 40 meter clearance kick down the pitch, so um, you know I, that's my job on the pitch and I suppose the fellas around me put me in the positions to do that and then if we have animation on the short side I might bring up that wing so it's just about everyone doing small little things but it makes a big difference We get the feeling you would have been itching for rugby after all the excitement of training but obviously not getting the game yet with Ireland is that true? Were you dying for this game tonight? Yeah I am look um, I suppose it would have been a thing where I would have consistently played games for maybe the five, last five, six years, week in, week out. And um, I suppose there was a few instances there during the game that you could see that I hadn't had a game maybe in, in a month or that. So I'm um, just delighted to get back on the pitch. Um, there, was a, there was a bit of a blowout as well. It was the first 20 minutes. I was wondering was I going to get a second win, but gradually it came. So uh, just delighted to get back on the pitch. Um, it was good to get out the lads again. They're an awkward opponent. They've proven that tonight, haven't they? Yeah, look, their variety of attack, as I said, is, um, is really good. And obviously they're big big men and they fill the pitch really well and you know if you don't have I suppose if you don't win the collisions against them you're going to you're going to find it very hard to beat them and I think at times we struggle to do that tonight and they just that's uh, at times they disrupted our breakdown and it just I suppose we want to pride ourselves on our speed of breakdown at times that we just didn't get that but you can see when we did get that how dangerous we can be but they're a quality quality team and whoever they come up against in the next few weeks are going to provide big problems. That's a big result and a big weekend in terms of the playoff push. It is, yeah. Um, with, I suppose, the Ulster result last night, we had to get a get a big result um, with the way Ospreys and they, they went. But, you know, we'll look at what we can improve on this week and then obviously a huge game on the 4G next week against uh, Glasgow and then the following week against Ospreys. William, that was the game you were 12-0 up, you were 17 each. And coming away with nothing it must be a little bit uh, hard in the dressing room to accept that because you played really well there yeah I mean coming on to it is never easy but I think the boys put up a great fight in this game I think uh, walking away with zero points is tough I mean I think uh, I made a tackle in the corner and maybe we kept them out we would have taken one point away which might have been a consolation but I mean obviously we want to come into and win um, it's tough against the wind I think they played the territory very well kept us in the corner and we were just struggling to get out, out of our own half. So, I mean, credit to Connaught, they are uh, a classy outfit. And, uh, yeah, we, we just have to learn quicker and adapt faster. You had them on the run there sure. in the first half. Um, I mean, it, that's as physical a team, maybe, as they faced this season coming straight at them. And it took them a bit of time to readjust. But, but how difficult were the wind conditions, especially when you had to play into them in the second half? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the flow of the game, I think first half when we added behind us, um, on attack it doesn't really uh, matter but if you under pressure you can just kick the ball and go 60 metres where second half if you kick the ball it goes 15 metres so I mean I think if you're under pressure it helps uh, transfer the pressure back into the other side 
and yeah, I credit to our tight five. I thought they really carried well between the 15s, and uh, if, if we could have maybe kept them out in the first half, we could do uh, with a 12-0 lead or a 12-5 lead. I mean, I think the second half could have been a bit tighter. But I mean, we were in it till till the last minute. So I mean, yeah, again credit to Connacht. Now for the team, you're on a three-match tour, so you've got the Scarlets next week, who just lost in Treviso, and then you're you're playing Leinster. So you'll be playing in probably in similar Northern Hemisphere conditions. Do you think you'll learn a lot from today? I, I think we will, and I think we can. We'll what we'll take away from today is we can compete against the best um, in Ireland or away. I mean, I think in Bloemfontein we we have the self belief that we can beat any team on any day, and I mean today just shows that if. We're very, very close to being able to beat any team overseas as well. So, I mean, we, we're going to take a lot of confidence in this game and hopefully walk away with two wins. Pick up another win or two mm. in this section. You're still well involved in this yeah. conference. It's really going to go down to the wire, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we have a, we have a three-week tour now and then another away game against Glasgow. And then we end off three games at home. So, I mean, we, we, we want to win every single game. But, I mean, we're going to have a, a good finish to the season in Blintfontein. And, yeah... And let's see if we can sneak into a playoff position. William, good to talk to you. Safe travelling for the rest of your tour. Thanks, man. Okay, thanks to Rob and William for all that post-match audio. Um, for the, the post-match analysis, I've got Lindy McKenzie and Dave Finn. Hi, guys. Evening. Good evening, everyone. Right. Wow. What a game. <laughs> so much to talk about. A ding-dong battle of... Epic proportions, really. Um, great to get the win. Oh, mature performance. I mean, it was a mature one. There was, I mean, as you would have heard, Andy Frank was was highlighting there was the amount of errors that were made. It was error strewn, and that made it such a great game. There's no such thing. The best games are the games which are full of errors and people taking advantage of errors. And it was a really good game. I was. I saw those guys last year, and they've they have got better. They are a fantastic team. They just probably didn't quite play the conditions correctly in the second half. But I'm delighted they didn't. I thought Connacht were very mature. They made mistakes, but didn't let their heads drop down. And if you think about it, after 20 minutes, we're nine points down, and we come back for an eight-point victory. That's a 17-point turnaround. So, yeah, a very good game. Neutrals, well, there's no such thing as a neutral as far as I'm concerned, but if you weren't a Connacht fan or a Cheetahs fan, I hope you enjoyed the game, because it was enjoyable from our perspective, though a little bit squeaky from time. Yeah, well, we always entertain. Lindley, we always entertain. And the, the, like the bench... It, like to keep everyone on their toes. Yeah, and the bench had a big impact as well. Yeah, that was um, very important, actually, coming on. Uh, you know, internationals and, and all of them uh, together. I think, basically, it was a great response to the last performance, which was, of course, that very disappointing game against Cardiff. And I think this was a response they needed. And, you know, that anti-friend has becoming more... St- um, shall we say more um, strict maybe with his with his selection and his players not giving many many op- as many opportunities to players who make mistakes. He made about seven changes for tonight's matches, and I, 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 I was—I have to say—I was actually very impressed with Stephen Fitzgerald. I thought, for a fellow who's quite new to the squad, I thought he just actually fitted in there brilliantly. I was—I was really impressed with some of his work and his covering and his attacking ability and his passing, and I thought he was just—I thought he was a great addition there, and obviously could be a, a very—it would be great to see him possibly if he was able to stay to take over maybe. The wing position that Ken Kelleher is um, going to be departing soon, but look, at the end of the day, it was a win that they that Connacht needed to get. You know, if, if there's any hopes of of 
you know, the semi-final, you have to win this match at home. Now they've, it's a great confidence boost that you actually had two sides that were actually quite similar. Mm. Both made mistakes, but at the end of the day, it was Conant who prevailed, and the win at home was just a must, you know, for, for qualification. It was, but did we miss out on a on a try bonus, Dave? You're always gonna you're always gonna have regrets on those sort of things. I mean, you could also argue that the Chiefs will feel annoyed that they didn't get a try bonus and get with it because that would have given them a, a bonus point for both getting within seven and a bonus point. Yeah, yeah, probably you would, but I don't. I, I'm not looking at it thinking, yeah, we had a lot of time to score the four try, but we didn't. Um, but but we had a lot of a lot of entrances into the twenty two that we didn't make count. Oh, I mean, yeah. In that in that perspective, yes, absolutely. There seems to be a, a seems to be a, a, about four or five times we got broke down in the in the corner up by say the main main the main stadium entrance. That broke down there a few times. Twice getting done for holding on in the twenty-two. I mean, once okay interpretation referee. Twice you haven't listened. Um, yeah, there were there were points left on the pitch, and I think those that's what they're going to focus on in the next week because. It's difficult going to Glasgow, and especially on a, an artificial pitch, which we just don't win on artificial pitches up to this point. But, yeah, points were left out there. But ultimately, if you look back over the weekend, so far there are four teams going for that third place. Osprey's got nothing from a home game. Cheetahs have come up here and got nothing when the game would they really probably feel for their performance deserves something. We got four. That's four, you know. Um, who knows? Maybe Glasgow could, if Glasgow zero Cardiff tonight, we're the only ones to get points from the four teams. Well, the last time we looked at Glasgow, are winning by fifteen points to seven, which is uh, which was nice. Seventeen seven, sorry. Um, yeah, just under you know missing out on the bonus point. Connacht had sixty four percent possession and sixty eight percent territory. You sort of think that you you could have scored a, an extra try in there somewhere, didn't you? Oh well, absolutely, and I'm and I'm sure they'll be thinking that as well. You also have to look at the quality of the opposition that you were playing and defensively. They were they were very they were very good. Mm. I mean, there were look obviously there are mistakes made. But I don't think some of those mistakes weren't necessarily ones that were actually going to determine whether the try was scored or not. And I just think you had two sides that were actually played similar type of rugby. Those boys are big boys, those those lads from South Africa. And as for having a a scrum half who could tear down down the side of the pitch, you know, and, and not be caught by, you know... Four four or five kind of players. Like Sean Venter was very impressive, wasn't he? I think, you know, yes, there are... There are tries left out there, but I, I don't think at the end of the day, I don't think really that is in every game is going to be there's yeah. going to be errors. You're never going to get you always aim towards a flawless performance, but you're never going to get it. I think you've, this is a great one. Look, the weather wasn't the best, you know, wind, rain in the second half, conditions not great. I'm delighted that 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 they got a win and they got a win with denying them a bonus point. Yep, yep, that was super. And, and the one thing I have to mention is it was worth paying the money for whoever was here to see Rabs McWaney playing. He's just electric. Winger. Oh, he's scary. He's scary. I know who he is. Um, yeah, but I actually think, I, th- I think we, I don't know how many people are listening to in South Africa, and I don't want the Africans is your boys are very, very good. Whatever the Africans is, your boys are very, very good. Um, lovely play, venture, fantastic. The, 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 the centres. I mean, apparently Swanepoel has never played for them before. Like, crikey. Imagine when he, when he gets used to them. Um, what I thought, what I did think they were a little... Again, the start of the second half was important. I do, there's a couple of things I think they need to look at. One is that 
when they come up north, they're going to have to get used to the idea that it's not South African conditions to get used. Maybe play a bit more up the jumper stuff because the off, everything else is fantastic. And also, they do their arms are a little high. They go a little bit high, and Lee got the yellow card because of that. And there was a few penalties given away. They also have a tendency to go beyond the rock and, and pin people down, and they got pinged for it. And we can give out about us giving up to them. They were in our twenty-two, and the game is still in the bag. And they could have it was level scores and a stupid penalty to give away. But apart from that, there are some small things that they need to work on. They are going to do someone up here in the next few weeks. Maybe it'll be Scarlets. Might be Leicester, though. The way Leicester are playing, unlikely. But they they will take somebody out. They're a difficult team, and to actually do the double on them is something we should be proud of. Because to be honest with you guys, we've we've only won three games away from home, and we're only playing two of those teams twice, and we've done the double on both those teams. Yeah. And I think as, in year one of the proj- of the three-year project that Andy Friend has gone on. The fact that we're sitting here going, God, we didn't get a bonus point, yeah, get a yeah, bonus yeah. point win, and we're third in the table. Yeah, we've got we got a lot to complain about. Yeah, yeah, we do. And, and talking on the good things, one of the, the great things to see on the crowd, we're very appreciative of when he came on the field, was Kieran Marmion's back. Ah, yeah, it's great to see Kieran back, isn't it? I mean, you know, he'd he'd be sitting on the sidelines for the last while, you know, saying, "Jesus, this is a Six Nations taking part, uh, taking." being played at the moment and, and I'm not in it and he, he's probably desperate to get back out there um, whether he'd make it into the Italian squad at the stage I, I would I would doubt um, somehow because he really hasn't had enough game time which is unfortunate but he just you know it, it's brilliant to see him out here and I'm not to say that you know Caelan Blade has performed you know brilliantly superbly you know yeah he I'm, was not happy coming off the field <laughs> <laughs> well that's what you want from players isn't yeah, it for them not yeah. to be happy but it's great to see Kieran back um, you know I th- think the quality of the some of the players that we Connett were able to put out there players of international who have that experience makes a huge difference to the uh, not just the, the physical strength of this team but also the mental strength and the confidence that is, continues to grow it certainly does one more thing Alton Delan he got the man of the match which, uh, but he was brilliant tonight he really sorry I just don't like man of the match I, I, I can't stand the man of the match awards I think they're rubbish in rugby but he was brilliant that's as effective as we've seen him play in quite a while that getting back into the Ireland camp seems to have done the world of good well actually I have to say my son won a man of the match award in <laughs> soccer in soccer today and it's probably he doesn't get them very often so I think as a confidence booster now probably Alton doesn't need a confidence booster to be perfectly honest but it is great look he's had a difficult time we all yep. know that and you know it's great to see that that galloping man yep. back again and his head up and you know I, it's it's absolutely delightful to, delighted to see that he's back in, in, in that position yeah good line out steal tonight an important one early on in the game yeah I, 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 Lenny pointed this out to me before the game that uh, JP Dupree is the tallest lock in the uh, in the league yeah he's six foot ten and they missed him twice yeah. with overthrows. And Ulton, who is you know he's big, but he ain't six foot ten, stole one off him. And that's lovely. It was great run, and he's definitely. I agree with you that his confidence has definitely been improved. Getting back in the Ireland squad will be good. And knowing that you know at times he's been ahead of Queen in the pecking order here, and we go, Do you know what? I can get ahead of him there. They're, they bring different things to the equation. It'll be interesting to see what Joe Schmidt does for Italy in terms of who he brings. One of Blade and Marmion will go to the squad. I don't see them both going. And. There is a bit of a question mark about how Conor Murray is playing at the moment. Um, there's also going to be a question mark about Johnny Sexton's fitness. So will Jack go up the squad? Tom Farrell, I think, of all of them, I think Tom Farrell's the most likely to stay. But again, we don't know. Um, but it's great to see Fulton. And actually, you could tell. You know, if you look at the last pass, I'm talking about Ireland camp, Jack throws it without looking. Uh, no one Butler's there. It's a 
it's confidence. These guys are confident. If you picture your, your country's but how can it not make you more confident? Oh yeah, some of Jack's kicking tonight was just sublime. Yeah, actually, no. Andy Friend actually did comment on Jack. Jack was up talking to the media this evening, and basically, you know, I, I had asked Andy Friend what the difference was that got Connett over the line, and he said it was Jack's control of the match. I think it gives anybody, anybody from any of the provinces, young players who have never been into an island camp before, it gives them real heart to know that all the bleeding work that they're putting in, yeah. day in, day out, is finally reaping some rewards. And whether they even go on to play for Ireland, I'm sure that they will, but whether they do or they don't, to be recognised and to be up there with some of the big boys mm. who, you know, you'd probably be in awe of, you yes, know, yes. in their position in, in many cases. I think it's just brilliant. And confidence-wise, look, we all know that Jack has just grown and flourished in yep. the last couple of years. And, you know, long may it continue. Yes, indeed. OK, we'll take a quick break. The Connacht Clan annual table quiz will take place on Thursday, 7th of March in Mercy Rabbits at 7.30pm. All proceeds from the quiz will go directly to the Galway Hospice. Tables are €40 Euro, with a max of four per table, all are welcome. See ConnachClan.com for more details. Okay, it's time for any other business. Dave, what have you got for us? Uh, just a few. Uh, an interesting result I'll keep an eye on just for longer, for a bit further down the line. Um, uh, Sale lost 67-17 to Northampton today. Um, it's a 50-point defeat now. It may have no bearing on the quarterfinal. Um but it's just nice to know that they are capable of shipping 67 points, uh, even though it was at Franklin Gardens. But um, significant to note, Aj played in that game. So that was his first match back, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, also, I'd like to apologise to the referee, Matthew Raynell, because I inadvertently caused a Twitter storm uh, by just saying that he was refereeing the quarterfinal. That's all I said, and uh, I blame John Muldoon. Sounds good to me. OK, I've got something for Danny. Danny wasn't able to make the game tonight, so he was watching on TV, and apparently the drummers were drumming while the kickers were kicking. I didn't quite hear them, but apparently on the TV it was it was listenable. That's not something we should be doing. I, I would I would question that because, I mean, we're in the ground and the drummers, no, I don't think that happened. Right. Well, I think we might leave it there. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Lindley. Loose. Cut it loose. Break out. Oh, nothing changes. Sad. Until 